Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show. Coming up, or, and Happy New Year, by the way. Uh, coming up uh, this week. Oh, already, I'm starting. Okay, already first show, and I can't get the words out of my mouth. Coming up, Hall of Presidents reopens, and some narcissistic idiot decides to make a scene. The highly anticipated Edison restaurant at Disney Springs is getting ready for a soft opening. And we're going to discuss an article by Diz contributor and Diz intern Michael Hughes entitled Six Reasons Why 2018 Will Be the Best Year to Visit Walt Disney World. And a little later on, we're all going to talk about what it is we're looking forward to in this new year. All that coming up next. From the Bob Varley Studio in Orlando, Florida, this is the Diz Unplugged. This is the Diz Unplugged, episode 970, for the week of January 2nd, 2018. The Diz Unplugged is brought to you by Dreams Unlimited Travel, experts at helping you plan the perfect Disney vacation. Visit them on the web at www.dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show, coming to you live from the Bob Varley Studio in Orlando, Florida. I'm your host, Pete Werner. Joined at the table this week by my good friends, Mr. Sean Falk. Hi. Mr. Steve Porter. Hello. Mr. Charles Boda. Happy New Year. Mrs. Julie Martin. Hey, y'all. And back in the production nook, our associate producer, Rhino Clavin. Hello. And our producer, without a microphone, Mr. Craig Williams. <laughs> he's just going to, he's going to mime. Um, <laughs> of his contribution will be interpretive dance. Yeah, one of the microphones out there is... Uh, Shorting out, and it was happening right before we went live. So, uh, Craig, and plus, Craig can't really talk, he's got a little bit of laryngitis. So, uh, we're all enjoying that. Um, I don't want him breathing on me, so compassionate. Yes, uh, well, welcome to the show, everybody, and happy new year. Hope everybody had a, uh, a wonderful holiday. Uh, I know I certainly did. I had the best holiday season I've had in a long time. Um, what about you guys? How, how, how was your? It was good. It was really good. First time out in Salt Lake. That was cool. Yeah. Penn State won the Fiesta Bowl, so that was good. Overall, it was a good year. <laughs> good yeah. holiday. Good holiday. How about you guys? No? Oh, oh <laughs> I was looking at Charles. Oh, okay. okay. So, no, ours was really great. It was nice. Yeah. Uh, no one was sick, which was really nice. Um, Finley was sick for the past two Christmases with strep throat. So, every day leading up to Christmas, I'm like, how are you? Do you feel okay? <laughs> Do you have fever? <laughs> Do you have so, fever? yes, it was a success. <laughs> Yeah, mine was really good. I had I hosted uh, Christmas for the first time this year, so because I, I bought a house last year, so I had like ten family members come down and stay at my house. They were sleeping everywhere. Everybody was sleeping everywhere. I was sick when everyone got there, so like each day a new person would wake up sick or whatever that was just starting their their journey of illness. Like for the sure. ten days that they were there, so they're was, never gonna come back now. No, no, no. <laughs> everyone got sick. They everybody just everyone took their turn, I guess. Getting sick. So it was really. It was rough but it was still really fun though we got to go to do the parks and that kind of stuff mm-hmm. which were packed in case anyone was here it was awful <laughs> so yeah. stay away yeah the parks were always i mean yeah it's something that kind of goes to the territory yeah how about you rhino uh it was good my best friend was here um for uh to celebrate my birthday with me which was yesterday and um so we did just like i took her around town and we did whatever you know well, what what is he doing I don't know. Playing the elevator game. Oh, no, don't ask questions. <laughs> oh, 
Uh, he's he's got a microphone. He's trying to plug in. Um, I just saw the head slowly <laughs> pop up over the laptop, he's and then a, get to, get the elevator's not working right over back here. <laughs> <laughs> That'll yeah. play real well on audio. Yeah, really, <laughs> really. Yeah, no, it was uh, it was it was wonderful, wonderful break. It was nice to be on hiatus a little bit. It's really great to be back in the studio doing the show again. I, you know, I can I always say this: I can go a week or two. I'm like, okay, this is nice, but then it's like, okay, I really want to get back to back to doing it. So, really glad that we are back. We've got a lot of things planned um, for this year. We've been uh, talking about a lot of different things, um, and I, I I know there's a number of you going to be very happy with this. Uh, you have been asking for it for a couple of years. Uh, the return of the seven and seven series. Uh, will be happening very, very soon. We've got, uh, for those who don't know what that is, um, when we first launched the show on video back in February 2013, um, one of the things we launched with was this series called Seven Resorts in Seven Days, where we focused on a different Disney resort each day for a week and uh, we did reviews and, you know, dining reviews and look at the rooms and what we thought of it and created a lot of videos. It was a lot of fun um, to do, a lot of work to do. And uh, we're taking a slightly different tack to it this time. I'm not going to go into any of those details, but I will let you know that most of our filming is going to be done this month. And I'm anticipating that we'll be releasing these sometime between the end of February and the middle of March. So, um, but we get, I mean, Sean, Sean's the one who, uh, monitors the uh, uh email the emails yeah. and he's like and it comes to me at one point he's like what are these seven and sevens people keep talking about yeah um and it's just constantly everybody asking about it so um i will let you know that also for the most part the seven and seven is going to focus on the values and the moderates and yes i will be staying at all-star movies yep what you gotta go get that secret menu so I'm, I promised. <laughs> I promised on the uh, best and worst show that I would, and so I'm going to keep my promise. And uh, so there's that. Um, also, want to remind everybody about the slate of shows that we have. Um, just go to disunplug.com. I won't go list, listing through all of it. We got a whole bunch of shows that we produce every week. Everybody's coming back. Um, uh, everybody's coming back uh, this week or next week, and. Uh, so, just head over to disunplugged.com and you can find about all of that. And um, I also, something I don't normally do, but I'm going to do uh, today, I'm going to give a plug out, a shout out and a plug for Dreams Unlimited Travel. Um, and in full disclosure, for those who do not know, uh, what are you doing back there? That noise is annoying me to no end. What is that squeaking noise? It's his chair. It's the chairs, yeah. Oh, Lord. Okay, that's got to stop. Okay, I'm sitting here trying to have a conversation with people, and I got... Mine oh. just fell apart. I'm sorry. No, you, you, you have no audio. No. Well, it's muted, too, there, pal. Anyway. So, all right. Anyway, giving a shout-out to Dreams Unlimited Travel. For those who don't know, in full disclosure... John Magi and I are co-owners in Dreams Unlimited Travel. Oh, and that reminds me, John and Kevin are coming back. Okay, I know you haven't seen them in like 20 years, neither have I. Um, but between uh, some family things, uh, John's father passing away, 
um, some holiday travel they had booked. And now uh, Kevin just had a doctor's appointment today that could not be moved. Um, but I'm hopeful they will be here next week. And I know they send everybody their best. Um, but I want to just give a plug to Dreams um, uh, for you know booking, especially if you're going to come. We're going to talk a lot today about why this is a particularly good year to come to Disney World. Um, but uh, DreamsUnlimitedTravel.com. Um, Disney World, Disneyland, Disney Cruise Line, Adventures by Disney. Uh, we sell it all, plus other cruise lines, Royal Caribbean, Princess, um, Celebrity, all, the, all of them. So um, supporting Dreams supports us and all the great content we produce. So uh, as you're planning your trip this year, just don't forget about Dreams. Um, with that, is there anything else in housekeeping? I... You have no mic. I can hear you. No? Is it not coming through? Oh, no, now it is. Now it is. Yeah, it's coming through now. Um, But you need to pump. If you're going to talk like sultry, you're going to need to pump your volume. Uh, You mentioned with the shows, I just wanted to point out one thing. Uh, Because of my voice right now, unfortunately, we won't have a universal show to be ready this week because I just can't talk for longer than about two minutes straight. So I apologize. But we do also have Connecting with Walt coming back on Friday. So... Awesome. That's something different that's not in the normal lineup, but that's it. Yeah. Yes. Um, we're going to have a nine-year-old on Friday, uh, Ferris. Oh, my. Yeah. His birthday's always... Nine? Was, yeah. It's, so, it's, it's weird to have a child, if you have a child who was born around Christmas, because I feel like I don't know what to get him or like to do for him, so I just have to save things you know, to make sure he has something for his birthday. But this boy is beyond excited. He asks, wakes up every day asking when his party is. <laughs> <laughs> when is his party? Oh, well, he's going to have a small gathering on Friday because doing it not on his birthday is really not usually very successful. Okay. <laughs> Has to be on that day, and he, he's very aware. So, Yeah, I, well, um, I hadn't seen him for a little while, and then I had the Christmas party here. A few weeks ago, and uh, oh my, how he's grown! Yeah, he's very outgoing. He loves to meet new people, shake hands, ask how you're doing. He'll tell <laughs> yeah. you, you look so cute. Yeah, yeah, he's, <laughs> and that's really nice at like seven a.m. when you don't look so great. <laughs> <laughs> Mommy taught him well, <laughs> and he just—that's all on his own. I'm just like, you're so good for the self-confidence. <laughs> <laughs> so that's awesome. Yeah. Anything else in housekeeping? All right, so um, not a lot in the news that I really wanted to talk about. Um, but this one, because we have talked about it so much um, in the run-up to our hiatus about Hall of Presidents reopening, and it did on uh, December 19th. Uh, it reopened with President Trump uh, added in. And we had been talking about like you know the, the unusual delay behind this and you know thinking that part of that might be Disney's concern about whether or not people were going to protest. And sure enough I I got I just got to be honest this pisses me off so much. Um some guy last week um starts chanting uh, lock him up. Lock, lock him, him up. up. Lock him up. Conveniently, conveniently, this was videotaped and put up on YouTube. This guy chanting, lock him up. Um, 
Uh, I guess this guy's name is Jay Malski. On Twitter, he goes by Ernest Gay Thoughts. Um, and he apparently had per, uh, posted on Twitter, we'll be in Disney next week and definitely going to Hall of Presidents on my last day in the park, taking suggestions on what to throw at Trump. Um, and, you know, then after he, after he did this thing, he's... Uh, he posts on Twitter, uh, I protested at real Donald Trump at the Hall of Presidents because I'll never get this close in real life probs. Lock, hashtag lock him up. Okay, I'm sorry. This guy's an idiot. This guy is, you're screaming at a robot. You're disrupting. <laughs> and you know what? It has absolutely nothing to do with his politics. Nothing to do. You know what he is? He is a self-promoting narcissistic man whore. And that is why he did this. And he got all the attention in the world. Every major news outlet picked it up. CNN, NBC, ABC, Fox, you name it. Everybody picked it up. Um, it was all over the place. And we, I mean, we knew it was going to happen. And from what I understand, Disney, um, uh, Disney security removed the guy, at least from the attraction. I doubt they threw him out of the park. Um, but... I, we knew it was going to happen. I was hoping, because there were some people that were saying, no, 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 people aren't really going to do that in a Disney attraction. Um, But yeah, and it turns out, and the reason I even wanted to bring it up, honestly, is because it's not going to be the last time. Um, This is going to happen on some kind of regular basis. My favorite thing that's happening now is people are uh, somebody. I think it was started by this one guy. Is uh, if you can see the uh, animatronic, if not, go to the website and look it up. But it's a creepy looking animatronic. Somebody has been photoshopping that animatronic, replacing him in real photos with the animatronic. <laughs> and so there's like these really weird photos of him with like diplomatic officials, and it's just like. <laughs> and, it does tickles me so much. Okay, and again, I'm not trying to get political here. No, but I know what you're going to say. Yeah. Does anybody? I know it's like a jo- people are joking about this, but does anybody else think that this animatronic actually started off as Hillary Clinton? I because this is the worst. <laughs> honest to God, this is the worst presidential animatronic in Hall of Presidents. I mean. You know, not that they look exactly like their mm-hmm. their counterparts, but they're not creepy looking. But they're not. No, this he looks like something bad happened. Yeah. <laughs> okay, this was like you just came out of. Uh, it looked like he know, melted. Like, like his like, face melted. No, like they made it and then burned it a little. Or, or so it that he was in like a nuclear accident or something. Yeah. And I mean, this is particularly bad. Um, it looks like if you like really look at the a close up of the face, it actually does look like it's it could have been her facial structure as the robot, and that then when she lost, that they had to the, instead of rebuilding the entire animatronic, they melded his. Now, from what over I her. from what I understand, the minute as soon as the primaries are over. And there's a candidate in each party. They begin working on two animatronics. Is it possible that the reason this took so long to open, this was the longest rehab they've had turning over for a new, a new administration, 
Is it possible that they just never thought he'd win and never started working well, on a Trump animatronic? For, for me personally, I know um, – because I had brought that up a bit with um, with my mother, and she used to be a third part uh, third shift cleaning crew at um, – you know, Liberty Square and Frontierland. So she used to, after everyone leaves the park, she was one of the custodials that went in and cleaned Haunted Mansion, uh, Country Bridge Amboree, and the Hall of Presidents. So I'd ask her, I was like, oh, you know, this is happening. This is what we're talking about on the show. It's super delayed. And she said that she knew at night that they would go in a lot towards the end of her working at um, Hall of Presidents and strip the skins off the mannequins which she said was really terrifying she said it was way worse at country bear but like it was still really bad there and she said they were having a ton of problems they were always having issues they were always having lighting issues and all that kind of stuff that imagineers and all that kind of stuff were in working on at night so i do know on that reason like based on her there was a lot of issues that could have delayed the whole thing um i thought i think that the issue for me, with the president part of it, is that usually the two candidates are both men, and I think it'd be really easy to make a male base model, That's yeah. a good like height-wise, all that kind of True. stuff. Whereas here, two separate ones had to be made. I, if it were me, I would have started working on the Hillary Clinton one just because it's a woman one and it's so different. They're not used to making them as regularly as male animatronics. So I think maybe it has something to do with that. But my initial thought was like, well, if they do start working on both. Uh, no, a male one would work for both. So unless there's a major height difference or weight difference or something like that, but the underlying like robotic should probably be the same. So going uh, not to totally change it, but going back to the protest, I just thought it was really ironic that his tweet is I protested at real Donald Trump when he's protesting an animatronic, <laughs> but his username being real Donald Trump just makes the whole thing extra. Funny. Well, it's again, none of this. I'm sorry. None of this is about genuine political discourse. Oh, right. Okay? Yeah. None of it. None of it. Not one ounce. Yeah. Because I'll tell you what, political discourse doesn't belong in the Magic Kingdom. And I don't care if we're talking about who the President of the United States is or gay days. I feel the same way about both. Um, I don't think it has, I don't think any political discourse belongs in the Magic Kingdom. It's not what it's there for. It's not the place for it. You're not going to... Does this guy think... Does this guy really think he changed any minds? Do you think there is one single liberal Democrat who saw what, you know, saw this ridiculousness? Like, oh, you know what? Oh, I, I think I believe him. I think I agree with him. Or, or, or vice versa. I mean, what conservative who saw this and thought, oh, oh, absolutely. So this had nothing to do with political discourse. This has to do with I want a bigger social media following. And I'm sure it worked for him. But this guy isn't, this guy's not a hero. This guy isn't, isn't uh, standing up. Um, you know what? If you're in a reception line and Donald Trump comes past you and you don't agree with him on something and you confront him face to face like that, then you're, then you're a hero. This, you're, I, I can't use the word and keep a non-explicit rating on iTunes um, for what this is. But this guy, this guy has no backbone. This guy is, this guy is just a grandstanding, self-promoting, narcissistic man whore. I think that's probably the best way to describe him. 
Well, if I could um, give his justification for the intent behind this and what it was supposed to do, um, and it, that kind, it'll kind of prove your point here. <clears throat> so he had said his reason for doing the protest um, was Trump, quote, is a madman with fascist tendencies who has persuaded millions of middle-class Americans to vote against their own interests. I figured a bunch of them would be at this ride and wanted to show their kids what a protest looks like before Trump murders democracy. Um, oh, now, God. here's the thing. The, the next part is the, um, is the part that kind of kills it. Um, if people are upset that I disrupted their family vacation, I hope they'll think about the thousands of children being taken away from their parents because of Trump's racist immigration policies, or the parents of the hundreds of trans people murdered each year by transphobic and homophobic people, or the negative impacts of the tax bill on poor and middle-income families. I encourage anyone outraged that I interrupted a ride at Disney to check their privilege. Now, the fun, the, the fact that he says check their privilege is hilarious to me. Yeah, um, totally. But, but the thing that kills me about it is now I am not on the view that there is a appropriate time or place for um, a civil disobedience or for protesting. It, if you have a valid, um, if you have a valid purpose and something you're trying to accomplish, I believe that yes, you know what? Every single time there's a protest in Orlando. Um, and every other city, people's traffic is hindered. People's days get worse. There's always stuff like that. So I don't think people's vacations are sacred from protest. That being said, if it accomplished something, what he's talking about with the transphobic and homophobic people getting murdered or um, racist immigration policies, as was mentioned, absolutely nothing you have done. Um, you're not spreading awareness to things that, that we don't know, so th there's no awareness coming. You're not helping out these people you claim to represent who did not ask you to represent them. You're a single lone man chanting a catchphrase right. and at as, a robot that doesn't help people. That is, that is purely self-promotion. You know what? If you want to represent these people and you want to protest and you want to be involved in civil discourse, do the work. Put in the hours. Don't just show up at, you know, like a ride and think, right. I'm a social media icon now. I'm going to represent this. And you know what? It doesn't go unnoticed that you're a professional comedian and you cite Patton Oswald and that you talked about him afterwards, like name dropping because you want your comedy career to get better. Well, you know what? This isn't the way to do it. And maybe you should have protested in a funny way because this was just kind of lame. Yeah, no, it was. I, I agree with you wholeheartedly. Um, I had I, I didn't know the part about him being a, a comic. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know what? Why not do something funny then? Why didn't not do something that goes viral? You know, mm -hmm. I, I don't know. I, I just don't because I, I honestly don't think he's very creative. This yeah. was not creative. Mm -hmm. This was just opportunistic. I, I wonder if he expected people to join him at all, because it, when it's just his voice alone and people start to quiet down, because initially everybody's like, you know, be quiet and there's some rustling. But then, like, every, you know, everybody's just waiting on security at a certain point, And through one of the videos, you just hear him alone saying it. And everybody's just kind of like, when's this going to end? This is annoying. Like, I wonder if he expected that maybe more people would But the people were going to rise up? Yes. But... <laughs> Uh, it didn't happen, um, and so you know Disney security uh, took him out of there. And he did say that they did a good job. So I mean, you got that. It, it's it, it just it cracks me up. It cracks me up. You, you, you know, but it does also does not surprise me. I knew full well as soon as this attraction opened, this was gonna this was gonna start. I hope it doesn't go on. Um, but the amount of attention the guy's gotten already, there's going to be copycats. You know it. 
Uh, the question is when. And so I thought it was important to discuss just from the standpoint that it's happening on a Disney attraction. It's likely to happen again. Um, and so keep that in mind when you go in. And, you know, you go in, you go in aware, then it's not as bad when it happens. So, all right. Um, I, I want to talk about this article, too, that went up on the site last week by Mike Hughes. Um, that really, uh, it's gotten a lot of attention. It's done really, really well on the site. Um, and he raises some some really good points. Why 2018 is a very, very good year, or in his words, will be the best year to visit Walt Disney World. This article is on the homepage at uh, www.info.com. Um, and I wanted to just discuss his... His points. Um, number one being crowds, the calm before the storm. Um, now, next year, 2019, a lot of the major attractions that were announced, um, or, or at least Star Wars Land, let's put it that way, um, is going to open up. And when Star Wars opens up, all hell is going to break loose at Disney World. There's no doubt about it. Um, so, you know, when I first read, crowd, you know, uh, you know, the crowds being better this year, I'm like, oh, the crowds have been nuts. But I'm like, oh, wait, yeah, next year. <laughs> but I wonder, let's talk about that for a second. Let's talk about what we anticipate crowds to be like um, this year. Do we think that's do we think that's accurate? Do you I, think it's it's a this is a better year because the crowds will not be as crazy or next year? Do you think the draw for everybody to get over to Hollywood Studios is actually going to take some of the pressure off. Mm -hmm. That's what I think. The second point I think is true. I think that you're going to see the crowds that we've always seen, and then you're going to see a lot for Star Wars Land, but I also think there's going to be pull from the Magic Kingdom, from Epcot, from Animal Kingdom, into Hollywood Studios that we haven't seen since this park's been under construction for so long, and it can literally hold about five people because there's nothing to go on, (laughs) that once there's actual attractions there, and once Toy Story Land is open and Star Wars Land is open, that maybe these other three parks will have a little bit more breathing room. So while I agree to some point i think that maybe it'll be a little bit equalized with the fact that there's more occupancy in hollywood studios now so we'll see yeah how much more occupancy do you think i mean certainly i have more occupancy in this house i think than they have in their park right now but do you think the addition of star wars and toy story is going to significantly over normal times before the construction started? Do you think it's going to cons- significantly? That, I don't know. That, I think, is going to be, like, kind of have to I mean, I, tell type I thing. think it will. I mean, just based on the fact that when Pandora opened to Animal Kingdom, I mean, people flocked to Animal Kingdom like they never did before. I mean, I mean even, still from, are. even mm-hmm. from my own family, I mean, Animal Kingdom was always the half-day park. Like, we would kind of combine Animal Kingdom Hollywood Studios into a day, or if we just happened to have one park that we weren't going to do, we're like, well, we'll get rid of Animal Kingdom. Now it became a must-do. Like, even this time when my family came down, they're like, well, we want to go do Pandora. We ha-, And that was the only park that some of my family members bought tickets to go do was Animal Kingdom. And they skipped the other three because it had the new things to do. Um, 
for me with like the calm before the storm, if I was planning my trip, I actually would go like the last week of next January, just because that would be the, the overhaul of 2018 would be done. Toy Story Land, it's open. And that's like right before, I mean, the Star Wars things open. Because I mean, people are going to wait till they actually open, not necessarily like 2019, but like June of 2019. Like if that's when these things are going to be happening. Obviously I wouldn't go in March and be like, cool. I did all the 2019 stuff because it's not open yet. So, right. So yeah, some combination of that. Okay. So number two on his list is discounts. Um, one of the reasons why 2018 is a great year to come discounts. Um, saying because of the lower attendance, Disney world has started launching surprising discounts and promotions that are uncharacteristic to say the least. Uh, signature restaurant discounts up to 20%, park ticket discounts for longer stays, um, <coughs> that these discounts are a good uh, opportunity. Um, you know, I think mm, maybe a little bit, mm-hmm. kind of, sort of agree. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of those discounts are being aimed at annual pass holders, um, many of whom already live here. Uh, so I don't know that that's going to draw people in what i will back him up a little bit maybe on this one though is i wonder with star wars land and with toy story land pulling in more people if disney's going to be a little bit stingier on the, maybe the discounts will still be what they've been for the last couple of years but maybe next year they're going to be even stingier than usual yeah but I, and but that that's going to impact us more than it is the average visitor who doesn't have an annual pass um true so true. i mean they're not going to be getting they're not giving 20% dining discounts to, you know, mm-hmm. regular park visitors. They're giving it to annual pass holders. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't know that discounts per se are going are going to be a big draw this year. I think his third point, however, yeah. is. Yeah. And that is free dining. And I absolutely 100% agree with his sentiment that this will be the final year for free dining. It will not be back. Um, once all of this stuff opens up, once Star Wars is open, the new Star Wars Hotel is open, and all the changes at Epcot are done, they're not bringing free dining back. Um, and I think this will be the last year that it will be offered. And we know what happens when free dining is offered. The Disney internet community loses their collective minds. And, you know... We got a little time. About March. March, the threads are going to start on the boards. When do we think free dining? And then it's going to become this perpetual drumbeat that builds and builds and builds to this histrionic conclusion around late April. I'll save you the trouble. It's normally the first week in May. Okay? That's normally when they're going to announce the first week in May. But it's not going to stop that. And I think it will be, I think this will abs. Does anybody else think I'm wrong? Does anybody else think that free dining will be back in 2019? I don't think there will be a need for them to do it. Yep, I agree. I don't think, if, if anything, I feel like it might be moved to the time of year they usually do it. Because, I mean, before it was always a thing of, I remember as a kid coming here, first two weeks of December, we're dead in the parks. This year, the first two weeks of December, very crowded. Like it wasn't, I mean, com- com- by comparison to like when I was a kid. Um, September was always like a really dead time. My family would come down like after 
Labor Day. Labor Day is the one at the beginning of September. Right. Okay. <laughs> yeah, after Labor Day, and um, so that we, you know, we would come down, and the parks are pretty dead. I mean, as I've been living here, they've gotten busier and busier and busier because now people know that almost like they're like oh cool we can and i think if they bring back free dining it would be aimed more so at like snowbird people that are coming down in like january february by comparison to like late in the year like it used to be so or maybe even something directed more at like runners or something like they'll start more like campaign kind of things like oh we're doing the the marathons coming so this is directed at people if you buy a ticket to run you also get this included. I mean, not necessarily free dining because they're like runners, but still, I mean, they got to eat, I guess. But with other, yeah, they can't yeah, starve themselves. Right. So, <laughs> but I mean, with other things, they'll start more like campaigns of like, okay, like these groups, like we'll have this event and that will include free dining in some way. Could be, could be. Um, but I think the, I, I think he's right. The, the free dining run has been a good one, but it's over. It's also not a deal, honestly. Because they're going to release a room-only discount at the same time. And usually the room-only discount mitigates any savings. Uh, if you, a lot of times, if you take the room-only discount and buy the dining plan, mm-hmm. it's actually a little cheaper than if you get the free dining. Because mm-hmm. packages are always based on rack rate. So um, um, I'm interested to see about that. Um, number four, interesting point as well. A trip of lasts, as he puts it. Uh, with the arrival of so many new experiences in 2019, a trip this year can be somewhat of a farewell tour full of nostalgia, especially if you were a Disney kid. With fan favorites like The Great Movie Ride, Ellen's Energy Adventure already gone, you never know what will be replaced next. Everybody has favorite attractions, uh, rumors uh, coming that Illuminations may be changing, Tomorrowland Speedway. Uh, Star Tours, Journey into Imagination, and many other attractions with cult followings. You never know if your favorite ride gets replaced, so cherish them while you can. So what do we think about that? I think that's very true. Mm -hmm. I mean, Disney's constantly changing and evolving rides, attractions, shows. So, yeah, you could come this year and see something for the last time. You never know. And do I mean, I've heard I've heard tell uh, of illuminations being changed. Um, and no, I think that I think it's going to. I, I'm sure it is because it's the last one to get an overhaul now at this point. But I don't like it. So I, know. I, know, I know other people are like negative towards illuminations, but I it, love illumination. I'm the only person. I, <laughs> you wait. You love it, or you? No, don't? I love illumination. Yeah. Like I don't want it to change. Okay, that's what I was saying. Yeah, I, I just said you don't like. Yeah, it. no, I, like, I I love illuminations, especially now. I did it for New Year's this year because Epcot is like my New Year's thing that I do, and it's a completely different park. If you've never been, like. I would say go to Epcot, but it's already crowded enough. But they uh, so, but it is amazing, and they they change it up. It's not got a Disney feel whatsoever, kind of thing, which I think is neat. It's a nice little break from that sometimes. Um, but they do the Illumination show, but then they add a whole nother show onto the end of it. That's a special New Year's addition to Illuminations, and I love it, and I look forward to it every year. So I would be very disappointed if they got rid of that. So. I, I think it's all but certain. I'll play devil's advocate on this point a little bit and kind of say that last couple years of this has been true. Like, it's not just 2018 that, I mean, like, the closing of the back lot, you know, like, going back, there's, unless you visit more than once per year, this has kind of been true for the last couple years. Not saying that this isn't a good point for this year, but it's just kind of always true. 
I will say maybe it's a thing of like, because I, I do agree with that. Cause I thought that at first I'm like, well, that really can apply almost any year. But, um, it is also a thing of where maybe because so much has closed and we know what's being built, what's really the point of Disney closing things they already have with so many new things coming. Like if you have nothing to replace it with, no, you know, there's no reason to get rid of it. And I mean, based on the, transcripts or whatever disney's got a lot on their plate as far as stuff they already need to get done kind of thing to in order for them to be focused on like oh let's get rid of this random ride and put something new there kind of thing so well i think uh, yeah i i i uh, i don't know we'll see we'll see should be interesting um his fifth point and this one i don't know hollywood studios will actually be a full day park this year with the opening of Toy Story Land set for uh, May of this year and Grand Avenue coming online, um, that for the first time in years, Hollywood Studios will deserve a full day visit. Yeah, I don't know. You don't think Toy Stories? I think Toy Story is going to be cool. I don't think it's going to be enough to mitigate the amount of construction that will still be going on after mm-hmm. it opens. Um, the number of attractions that aren't there right now. Um, you know, remember, we don't have great movie, right? When is Runaway ra- uh, Railway coming out? Mickey and Minnie's? Uh, wasn't... 2020... No, 2021. No. Jeez. 2019, no, right? Is yeah. It? Really? I, I would have I thought this year. Yeah, that's why I was wondering. I thought it was earlier than... I thought I could have sworn know. I heard. I'm pretty sure it's this year. Craig, if you wake up, do you want to look and see if you can find out... <laughs> When that's coming up, because he's sitting there looking like it was the lobotomy didn't go well. <laughs> um, so I don't know. I um, but I agree. There's only how many attractions are there in Toy Story? Two, three? Just two that are two. The coaster and the the yeah. Space Ranger spin thing. Like uh-huh. so. Okay. Well, you closed Hollywood. You closed. Uh, like you said, Great Movie Ride. So l- let's just assume that Great Movie Ride or it reopens as the. The Mickey Railway thing. Um, so still, like... You have well, no backlot tour. You got tour. rid of backlot tour. You got rid of Lights Motors Action. You got rid of uh, the playground. And Indiana Jones Stunt Spectacular is gone. No, um, that's still there. That's still there. It's still there. Is it still there? Oh, yeah. yeah. It's still there. It should be gone. But <laughs> yeah, they're always there. making rumors that it's had, going to leave, but it doesn't. I thought they had uh, oh, no. bulldozed that. Oh, no, no, no. That's wide open still. So, yeah. Um, I think there was a rumor about changing it some months back, I thought, but I'm not... Well, don't the plans for Star Wars? No. The original ones did. The original ones did. I saw them. So Yeah, and when I still worked there, they were talking about that. Because it was supposed to bulldoze that and then into the cast member parking area. But yeah. I think it got shifted over. Okay. Because um, I think it has something to do with the hotel that's going to open, too. But, yeah. But... Um, the I I still don't think it's enough in that in that park. I would say. Yeah, I wouldn't say enough to make it a full day park, no. like from like open to close kind of stuff. But I I mean I would say that there definitely is going to be a few new additions. But I don't I mean based on looking at it, I don't think Toy Story's land is adding that much. I mean it's a kind of like a kids' land in a way. It's all relative though. Like in my with the backlot t- tour there. When it was there with Lights, Motors, Action, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, I never did any of those anyways. Mm. So I hated that they never. Oh, I did too. It's, you still forget, like, even though we as locals, for the most part, still skip over stuff like Mermaid, Playhouse, Disney, going in the Star Wars launch bay, mm-hmm. those are still 
technical attractions that people do, and a lot of people still go into those because there's nothing so else to do. It's it's all it's all relative. Whoa, we we're went out. Why are you guys all fuzzy? I have no idea. We're currently <laughs> reflecting Craig's mental status. <laughs> That's very odd. That, that was, was weird. I've never seen that happen clearly. before. Um, but yeah, so it's always relative as compared to what you need to fill up an entire day. Some mm-hmm. people might, once Toy Story Land opens, they might say, well, if I have kids who are just like on that cusp where they're trying Rock and Roller Coaster and Tower of Terror, but their speed is still more like the... Slinky Dog Coaster once that opens, and Little Mermaid, and even Playhouse Disney. Jeez Louise. Stop talking. Then, uh, okay, what is it doing? I I, I don't know. I don't know. There, it's it's clearly on autofocus, and it... But, sorry for the people listening. So, I, I don't know. I, I think it could be a full day for the right demographic of people, but probably not for the full it's not, it's range not of people. not a fun full day. Okay. So I'm seeing in the comments, uh, people are saying that the permits for the runaway railroad or railway uh, end October 31st, 2019. And I've also seen speculation that it might open as soon as spring of 2019. Yeah, that's why 2019 was what I thought. That's what I thought I remember hearing. So, okay. All right. And number six on his list of reasons that you, the 2018 will be the best year to visit uh, Walt Disney World, uh, Disney Springs. Um, That if you haven't been here in a while... Disney Springs is now pretty much done. Um, and between uh, restaurants like Art Smith's Homecoming, Morimoto Asia, Boathouse, um, that there's, you know, plus all the new shopping and everything else, that it's a, it's a great reason to come. Um, thoughts? Well, that, yeah, they're constantly opening up new stuff over there. They've got the that hyper-reality Star Wars Secrets of the Empire thing. Um, they've got the new restaurants coming out, so they've got the Marine and so's the Edison, all that stuff coming up. So I mean, there's, yeah, that is a huge draw. You can kill a day there easily, um, or I think, can anyway. You think you can actually entertain yourself for a day at Disney Springs without doing a ridiculous amount of shopping? Uh, well, I didn't say without doing a ridiculous amount of shopping, but the, no, the way the way I think about it is. But you're um, not a big shopper. I am not, but it's a it's a big area, and there are things to do. Um, you know, for instance, there there's Splitsville if you wanted to go bowling. There's Secrets of the Empire if you wanted to do a VR experience. But um, they they have stuff going going around the movie theater. The, yeah, um, and like, uh, and that's great. The the. Um, the balloon, you, yeah. yeah. No, I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm waving at the camera, not you. Sorry. <laughs> okay, but um, but no. The thing is, is, so you've got plenty of little side things to do. You've got plenty of places to eat, but you also have plenty of places to walk around. Like every time we go there for a reason, I find myself accidentally killing an hour or two. Um, so if you're from out of town coming in, I do think that like it is, it's kind of a most of a day draw. You know, if you've got an extra day, um, like a relaxation day. And you um, now sometimes it's too crowded to qualify as a relaxation day, I bet. But I would say it's a draw no matter what, even if it's a full day or not now. Whereas Disney, downtown Disney, I think was if you were going for you needed a souvenir that you forgot during your trip, well, that's when you go. Mm-hmm. Whereas now it's like uh, every time someone comes in town, he's like, oh, do you want to bring him to Disney Springs? I'm like, no, I do not want to go to Disney Springs. Stop asking me. But but then I was realizing, like, it's got cool places that you want to share and show people. So yeah. a lot of cool places. So. I think, yeah, uh, the transformation of Disney Springs has been nothing short of amazing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, we paid a dear price 
mm-hmm. waiting for it. Yeah. With the kind of construction and impact on traffic. But now I think, that it's done, it's incredible. I think it's beautiful. I think what they did with it is really pretty, all that kind of stuff. But it really wasn't till this trip when my family came down and this was their first time seeing it as like a completed thing. And I will say, like, my mom is like Disney, Disney, Disney. Like it all like Disney needs Mickey's face needs to be on everything for her to really get into it but um she was like oh like i didn't know this was how it's gonna be she's like it's kind of like just being at the mall with like restaurants like the kind of thing and i was like yeah now that you mention it like everything except like, way more beautiful lucky it is no, way I'm sorry. more beautiful yeah. mm-hmm. oh, it's a lot so of malls, beautiful they're not that pretty yeah. oh yeah it's so beautiful <laughs> that kind of thing but it was a thing of where like when she pointed out i'm like yeah i guess it would be a hassle to like come like just i would never go specifically just to be like oh well, we need to go to zara and do some clothes shopping like Actually, that's just not my, my friend did I, ask I, me to go to Zara with him the other day. Yeah. Also, I needed a rain jacket, and I specifically uh-huh. waited till we had something to go there. And mm-hmm. if, if we didn't have something to do there, I was just going to drive to Uniqlo because I got like a decent rain jacket at a good price, and I needed one. I was going to say I really so, like Uniqlo. Yeah, and I, 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 I don't store, I don't I like shop it. a lot, but I specifically went to Disney Springs for shopping. Mm-hmm. So I mean, eh, it's got yeah. it's got a draw. They got you, Charles. They did. They, they hooked me. The real man. They got my favorite jewelry store there. I'll always return. Which one is that? Nahoko. Oh, that's oh, beautiful, yeah, yeah. yeah. I love that story. Yeah, some great stuff. I bought my mother Tahitian pearls for uh, Christmas. I have a Tahitian pearl from there. I know, I saw her pearls. <laughs> Sorry. I was like, oh, hello, Miss Madeline. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I had promised her those a few years ago. I wasn't sure if she would. Pete, she's so funny. I don't even know if they're real, she told me. I was like, <laughs> Did she um, say that? I, I just kind of looked there and I just was like under my breath thinking, I'm sure they are. <laughs> <laughs> What? Oh, oh! And she's watching right now. You're getting a phone call when I get done with this show, lady. I think lady. she's just not. She's not an overly extravagant yeah. person. So, well, let me show her know. the receipt. She'll find out if they're real, real fast. Yeah, I'm going to give my mother fake pearls. Oh no, you wouldn't. Of course not. She's and she loves them. No, you stay by that. You stay right where you are. As soon as the show is done, I'm, I have to talk to you. Um. So, okay, yeah, downtown Disney. So that is what... Or Disney Springs. Forgive me. Um, I still call it downtown Disney. I still call Hollywood Studios MGM Studios. Yeah, but you know what I do now? Whenever we're in Disneyland, I'm always like, oh, well, we've got to stop at Disney Springs on the way out. And they're like, we don't call it that here. And I'm like, oh, it took forever for me to remember the other way around. So now you want me to just be like, downtown Disney over here. No, I will not accept it. (laughs) All right, so that is why Mike Hughes thinks... The 2018 will be the best year to visit Walt Disney World. With that, we're going to move on to Rapid Fire. Excuse me, I had pizza right before we started. Uh, We'll start with you, Sean. Oh, I'm waiting for it to come up. Okay, I found it. All right, the Edison at Disney Springs is holding soft openings beginning this week. Okay, hold on a second. Um, This this picture, Mm -hmm. uh, is the Edison a whorehouse? It's a (laughs) burlesque. After their huge grand opening gala held on New Year's Eve, the Edison plans to hold soft openings for the public beginning later this week, according to its official Twitter account, which says, oh, and they'll also be able to go on open table uh, starting January 15th. Um, tomorrow evening, we start our test meals for friends and family. Then later in the week, we'll begin our 
our soft opening for the public. Reservations will be available on Open Table starting on January 15th. Um, according to News 13, the restaurant will enforce an adults-only policy each night beginning at 10 p.m. There's three additional eateries getting ready to open in the Edison Complex as well, which is Pizza Point, Maria and Enzo's, and Enzo's Hideaway Tunnel Bar. The pizza place is open because mm-hmm. I walked by the other day and it was nice. And the testing tart starts tonight, actually. At the pizza place? No, at or the Edison. At the Edison. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, was, I did the media tour, and I will say all of these places are super cool on the inside, but my favorite is, I think, what's going to be the fan favorite is Enzo's Hideout. It's like this awesome, cool tunnel, mm-hmm. like hideaway. Like it, it looks. I mean, that's the name of it. Um, but it's, it's prohibition themed. It's right? prohibition themed, and you know they do they do Sunday supper where you can bring your own bottle of wine with no corking fee. You hmm. can to Disney Springs, it, really? Yeah. <laughs> um, and just the atmosphere of this place because it's like this secret prohibition hideaway. It's just the theming is so cool. So I'm very excited. Cool. Can you drink wine? Are you old enough? Oh, stop it. All right. Well, thank you, Sean. Steve. Okay. Uh, Disney doubles their hashtag share your ears donation to $2 million up from $1 million to make a wish. Um, so, you know, they had a campaign. You took a picture. You sent it on Instagram. So any social media platform, really, with the hashtag share your ears. And they donated $5 uh, for every hashtag that went up uh, with the picture. And so they've just announced that they've doubled it. So good for Disney for... You know, wait. So is it still going on? Well, until the two million dollars. Okay, so they're not full yet. Okay, yeah. so everybody listening should be doing that right now too. So yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Thank you, Steve. Charles. Uh, I'm following up Steve's uh, charitable story with another one. Um, Disney's The Magic of Storytelling campaign uh, launched on December 29th, and that's going to continue through uh, March 31st. 2018. Is that Pete's friend, Jenna Elfman, in this picture? It is. Yeah. Oh, I've met her. Yeah, we, we, wait. Yeah, we were all together. A, yes. <laughs> yeah. we, that was her moment. I handed her a coffee. <clears throat> she was Sorry. present. Um, all right. Sorry. <laughs> you got all I've excited. I've never seen you get excited, excited before. She's she's a a no, no, here's yeah. a, here's is she a Dharma? Is yes. that Dharma for Dharma? Jenna Elfman. Okay. Okay. Like, I'm not. LAX okay. this, I, I didn't realize this, this wasn't the point of it, but in, <laughs> in person, just flawless. She like she's absolutely gorgeous. I, I didn't I didn't even realize it was her at first because I was just like that is a ridiculously beautiful woman. And then uh, the voice, Pete yeah. Nelson, and then I got I bashfully held her coffee because um, I was next. Well, to I turned around and said, you know, either you're uh, Jenna Elfman or you look exactly. exactly like her. She's like, no, I am. <laughs> <laughs> um, this book. I would have been like, Don't yeah, people tell me that all the time. <laughs> <laughs> so. Yeah. All right. Sorry, didn't mean to derail you, Charles. I don't know what you were actually talking about. So. No, that's all right. I actually thought before I realized who she was, I thought her and I shared a moment in line. Um, and there was some mutual attraction. Then I realized that it was obvious that she gets people staring at her all yeah. the time. <laughs> she was nice. just being polite. It's like, hey, oh, that's sad. But um, anyway, the story. Uh, <laughs> So, He's really um, clapped over there. He did. He got all yeah. flustered. Say she's she's striking. Um, 
you can uh, you can be part of helping Disney donate up to one million books to children in need through First Book. Um, with your help, Disney will donate one book to First Book for every eligible Disney book purchased at Disney store or participating real t- retailer during that store's participation window, which is up to a maximum of one million books across all 2017-2018 Disney Magic of Storytelling promotions. Um, there are four ways that you can unlock a donation. The first is to post a shelfie on your Twitter or Instagram account using the hashtag um, Magic of Storytelling. You can buy a book, uh, and there's a list of retailers that participate in the Magic of Storytelling campaign um, in the story. You can enter the Magic of Storytelling sweepstakes for your chance to win a five-day, four-night vacation for four, including airfare to Alani. Um, for every entry, Disney will donate a book to a child in need. And then lastly, you can read a Disney book using the Disney Store Central app uh, for iPhone. Um, oh, there's also a note, book donations are not applicable for Mississippi. So what? okay, that's a, Did their I, state just say oh, we're not participating. No more books. No more books. I don't know. <laughs> okay. All right. Thank yeah. you, Charles. Julie. Very odd. Okay. Um, okay. So mine is about the um, Emirates Patisserie. Am I saying that correctly? Mm-hmm. They are mm-hmm. extending their cake decorating experience through June of this year. It um, happens at Emirates in downtown. And Disney Springs. Disney Springs. Oh, I almost said it too. <laughs> so classes take place from 9 a.m. to 10.30 a.m. Sunday through Thursday mornings. It's $149 plus tax. And you can be one or two guests working on a cake together, but it's only one cake. And then you have to be at least 10 years old to participate. The classic Mickey design, which they're showing on the screen if you're watching, um, is featured during Sunday, Tuesday, and Thursday. And then the artist's current seasonal Mickey is featured during Monday and Wednesday classes. So you won't know what that's going to be, obviously. Probably right now it's like some sort of Christmas-themed um, cake. But anyway, so complimentary specialty coffee, mimosas, and bellinis are available during the class. So you can get drunk and decorate your cake side by side with your favorite person or alone. <laughs> um, you'll learn how the beautiful dome cakes are designed, including hands-on working with the elegant. I don't know. It's a mirror glaze. I don't know how to say it in French. <laughs> it's a mirror glaze. That's all I know. And then you paint um, the chocolate sculpted ears, the tail, the belt, and buttons. And they're all created with white chocolate and cocoa butter. Reservations, 407-WDW-DINE. And it's only 14 participants per class. So it is very small. It'd probably be a lot of fun for someone who loves to decorate and bake cakes. Um, or maybe a little, a little, if you have a little top chef coming along, it'd be a fun thing to do on vacation. So it's been extended. Apparently it's popular. All right. Thank you, Julie. Rhino. Um, okay, so mine is that the Mickey Ear Hat Embroidery is no longer available at Discovery Trading Company. Um, back in September, the Disney uh, Discovery Trading Company at Disney's Animal Kingdom began offering embroidery services on the Mickey Ears. Well, apparently it was just a test, and they're not doing it anymore. But um, They failed. Yeah, <laughs> I, th- which is weird, because that means that there's nowhere listed in that park that you can get embroidery on your Mickey ears. Really? Yeah, it's a chapeau in Magic Kingdom. Adrian and Edith's head-to-toe at Disney's Hollywood Studios, Mouse Gears in Epcot, and, and then it says Disney's Wonderful World of Memories at Disney Springs. So that's that's a little weird to me that it's the only park that doesn't have the service offered, but maybe they don't sell yours as much in that park. I don't know. No. Hey, anyway, I know. Exciting stuff. All right, yes, really riveting. Thank you, Rhino. <laughs> Craig. <laughs> Okay, so a uh, preview uh, for <laughs> a 
A preview for A Wrinkle in Time will be coming to uh, Disney's Hollywood Studios on February 9th. So it's... <laughs> Steve, why are you giving that thumbs down? Because that means that... Uh, They're not bringing back One Man's Dream. Yeah, that means that One Man's Dream doesn't get the rightful film that's supposed to be in there. <laughs> Every time they have these previews, I get pissed. Oh, oh, he's... Wow. <laughs> Don't see Steve get so worked up like that. And he's still smiling. You know what? He's angry. Why don't you put smiling. your money where your mouth is and go protest them the day yeah, really. before? Shout at the um, <laughs> But yeah, so starting February 9th, you'll be able to watch the preview for the upcoming movie that will open on March 9th. So Disney's really kicking it up with their promotion for promoting this. this like crazy. Mm-hmm. Starting at Christmas through New Year's, it's just been, every time I turn on the TV, I see a new, another commercial for the. I'm excited. I didn't read the book yeah, when yeah, I was a kid. I want to see it, but I feel like the previews have not told me anything right. about I feel this like movie. I'll be totally I will confused. still go see it because I just will, but like I'm like, I would like to know I just what know it's know about. That like, all I know, I have no idea what any of this is, <laughs> other than that Chris Pine. Oprah Winfrey and Octavia Spencer, or no, Oh, uh, Mindy Colling. Yeah. Um, Reese, Mindy, and Oprah are some sort of exotic beings. Like, they're yeah, all, the, like, made well, up. Well, yeah, they are. <laughs> <laughs> this, isn't, this isn't stretch casting yeah. here. I mean, they are exotic beings. But yeah. Now, um, um, a girl, like, the basic premise from what I know, and I haven't read the book, but I have a few friends who have, is um, that there's a, uh, a 13-year-old girl has to rescue her father um, and, like... Chris Pine. Uh, Chris Ooh, Pine, evidently. Right, and, um... Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Uh, they like there's some traveling between like time and space and there are three celestial beings that help guide her through her quest um and those are all played by those ladies so mm-hmm. and this is a movie yeah, yeah. it's yeah. Uh, their next live action movie so it it's going to be i think really big so um I don't, I don't know. Is this movie they, theater movie or yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Disney Channel? No, oh, no. movie theater. Zac Efron's going to dance. Is when, this, this is when Oprah came out and gave us all posters at D23. Yeah. You get a poster and you get a poster. She came out and started yelling that. Oh. I, I'm not even kidding. That was. A, <laughs> <laughs> we slept on the floor for Oprah. Oh. The only thing that has me worried is genuinely that sometimes their first, sometimes out of the gate, their first couple movies don't do so well. Um, but. Lately, they, I mean, March was the same month that Beauty and the Beast released. And right, like but well people knew what the hell that was. Apparently, <laughs> people. A Wrinkle in Time is one of those books that everyone... It's on school reading lists. Yeah, it's on school reading lists all the time now. Really? It wasn't when I was a kid. I was going to say, it wasn't when I was. It wasn't when I was. But we're all of the same age, it's basically, an old in book, here. So. It was published in 1962. Yeah, I knew um, that, actually. Okay, well... I'm going to have to read it. Yeah, no. I, I have no. I've never heard of it, so... It's French, I believe, actually. I'm written by a French author. Um, and yeah. Uh, I said the name earlier for the fix. I can't remember it. If only someone... Le Angle, I think, was her name. Uh, you have a beautiful French accent. Thank though. you. Le Angle. <laughs> That's... <laughs> All right. All right. Well, thank you. Thank you for that, that exciting news, Craig. Um, before we wrap up the show, I thought it would be fun just to have a chat about what it is we are most looking forward to in 2018. And I am going to start with Charles. Um, um, you know what? Not sure. And like Toy Story Land, it's a new land. So like that's, it seems like that would be the fun thing to look forward to, but it's not 
it's not really my thing. And uh, I saw the Hong Kong Toy Story Land. So I mean, let me ask you this question then: mm-hmm. Is there something at Disney World you have not done that you're looking forward to doing or trying this year? Oh yeah. Well, that's I different question. Me personally, looking forward to right. at um, for 2018. I still have I still have a billion different restaurants to cut off. Or like I've been doing this, you know, going to a park every week for a year straight now, um, and I still have a ton of different rides and attractions that I have not been on or I haven't been on in like 25 to 30 years. <laughs> so like you guys will bring up stuff like it's old hat, but I've never been on it with you. Um, I actually still have not been on flights of passage, which I know is ridiculous and I should be probably kicked out of the company for that. But that um, makes two of us. <laughs> yeah, I, I've, I've still never. And uh, what I kind of want to do, I'm serious about this. I kind of want to like, no fast pass, just wait in a regular line, do the three-hour flights, but get the experience that, you know, like, you know, get the, the full version of the experience. Oh, God um, bless you. But, yeah, yeah. no, I've, I've, uh, I've, I've got a long list of stuff that I want to hit over the next couple of Including years. Including testing so. his patience. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Steve, what about you? Uh, ooh, that is a good question. One I was really surprised you didn't say is you haven't been on the railroad yet. Oh, yeah, I keep complaining about that every time we're in the parks, and everybody keeps lying to me and saying, this is the time we're going to go, Charles, and we never do. <laughs> oh, so it's everyone else's fault. The, the, all three of you in this room have done that. <laughs> Apparently nobody wants to ride the train but you. <laughs> uh, and I'll take the easy one. I guess I will say I'm really looking forward to the Slinky Coaster. Originally I wasn't because I thought it was just going to be another like kid coaster, mm-hmm. but it looks a lot longer from the model. Then I thought it was going to be some. I'm excited for that. I'm, you know, I think there's a chance where Toy Story Land could go two ways for me, uh, and so I'm excited to get in there and make my judgment on what I think it is. So I'm excited to see how it is. Awesome, Julie. Um, Disney related. I mean, Toy Story Land. Um, both of my kids will love it. I'm sure. Non Disney related. I am going on a cruise with no other family members this month. Where are you going? <laughs> I'm going on a bachelorette cruise for a cousin. I've never cruised without Corey or my kids, ever. Wow. So I'm a little, I'm, I'm nervous and excited. Which, which cruise line? <laughs> um, it's, it's Carnival. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and I've never been on a Carnival ship. I'm rooming with one of my best friends. And she was like, it's okay. We will have each other. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's great. Enjoy. I will. Thank you. Rhino. Um, so like I said, my best friend was just here um, uh, with her boyfriend, and um, uh, she and I went to Disney together about uh, six or seven years ago, six years ago, whatever, and um, she, I just found out the boyfriend has not been to Disney since he was like eight, so he hasn't been since like the 80s, And because uh, we did a fireworks cruise to see Illuminations, and they drive you around, and he pointed up in the sky and was like, what's that thing? I was like, Tower of Terror? And he was like, that is a Tower of Terror? And I was like, <laughs> oh, goodness. Um, so we were going to try and do one of the parks, but she's got a, uh, an ailment that it was providing. Uh, was, uh, we were struggling with some mobility issues, so we were like, you know what? Let's just wait. You're going to come down in like whenever. We're going to just keep watching flights, do a cheap flight, and we're going to go, and we need to get you to these parks. And so I am like super excited to bring an adult who is just a couple years older than me like, and see that kind of experience as like – I always think 
you know, it's special going on your first Disney trip, but I think there's a whole different type of special experience you do when you do your first, like, adult Disney trip. Yes. And so I, I really look forward to being able to, like, go on that experience with him. So I'm, like, super stoked for that, and I can't wait till we, like, It'll be arrange that. Yeah. My stepdad was 40. His first time well, he just turned 40. Mike and did, so, yeah. So. And he'd never been to Disney ever, yeah. ever in his life. So that was a really fun experience to do with him. Well, and the hope is it goes positive. So, you know, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what about you, Craig? In terms of the parks, I don't... I, I guess it, it's hard to say because every year when we do this, we put... We put on our calendar at the start, like the big things that are opening, the big things we know that are happening. But then inevitably, little stuff gets announced here and there along the way that either wasn't on our radar to be something as big as it was or it just kind of comes by surprise. So uh, I'm I'm excited to see what little things that haven't been announced that are going to they're going to happen in 2018 end up happening on like obviously as everyone else has said yeah toy story land is going to be great but that's not the only thing that's going to be happening in 2018 so i'm excited to see what uh, what fills in the gaps but more than anything i i'm excited for a lot of the movie lineup just keeping it in the disney realm i think uh, mm-hmm. i think 2018 is going to be a great year oh, yeah. for movies infinity with infinity war, war yeah. and a wrinkle in time uh, even though people right now are on the fence about how how solo is going to be uh i'm still mm-hmm. i'm still excited to see it so i think 2018 is going to be a great year for disney movies well every year seems to be so um sean um yeah i, I mean first of all i actually really agree with craig on on that oh, notion of the small of the small stuff or whatever because i remember i lived in tennessee when frozen came out and like i had not been here in a while and stuff and it was for us i don't know how it was here it was not advertised it was a very small thing i didn't even know it was coming out and then suddenly it came out and it was everywhere and it exploded and all that so every now and then there are these random things so we may be looking at a new wrinkle in timeland in epcot soon if we you know if it randomly explodes and becomes a thing but for me animatronic oprah yeah for me i'd be all right with that for me the last last this past year especially starting to work here um you know i've never really eaten at the resorts before i've never done some of these backstage things before or like the the extra things outside the park so i really want to delve more into that whenever we were just talking about the uh the cake decorating thing at disney springs i'm like oh that's something i would like to do um you know every time i'm at animal kingdom i see people like walking over a bridge on top of alligators or whatever that are over the water i'm like oh i want to know what that is and there's like dining out in the savannah like so i'm like oh these little things like i need to start looking into this stuff and i think that's a good idea for people who you know yeah, even if you come to Disney once a year, you've been to Disney. Like, you do get to do those same things again, but just try and incorporate, like, one thing that you didn't know. I mean, the the water parks offer surf classes after after hours. Um, there You can swim with dolphins and stuff at Epcot. Like, you have to get there really early in the morning, and they offer that and, like, all these other random experiences. So that, and then, you know, I'm going to do an Adventures by Disney late in the year. So those types of things are new and will give me like the opportunity to talk about them a bit more. So, yeah. Yeah. And I think, uh, like, okay, in a couple of weeks, we're going to be out in Olani. Mm -hmm. Uh, so I haven't been Olani for about four years. So I'm very, very excited to go out there and see that always fun. 
Um, uh, I uh, on the non Disney side, I'm very very excited that we're going and uh, the, our our Diz Viking cruise to it on uh, through mm-hmm. Italy uh, is coming up in uh, in March. So I'm really 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 super excited about that. I'm very excited. I'm going to be seeing. Um, Frozen on its opening night in previews on Broadway uh, next month. So I'm very, very excited for that. Um, you know, am I excited about Toy Story Land? Yeah. I, it, does that qualify as excitement? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, I'm, I'm more excited for the things and experiences that happen every year that we had that we never saw coming we're talking about like you know movies and things that you Mm -hmm. know you really weren't expecting to be something and then all of a sudden they were um it just seems like every year just in the course of doing what we do we stumble across something or something happens and um and we never saw it coming the surprises the disney surprises I think if I had to narrow it down to one thing, uh, the Disney surprises are my thing that I'm looking most forward to this year. And I do believe that we are, uh, along the lines of Mike Hughes' article, I believe we are in the transition time now between what Disney has been and what Disney is about to become. Um, So I think it might behoove those of us who love it to spend a little more time paying attention to the things we really enjoy um, for as much as we may complain about certain things, you know, um, when everything changes again, this is going to be the nostalgic time that we're going to look back on wistfully um, and how much better it was. Uh, so I, I think I want to just, uh, you know, kind of take the cue from that and spend some time hitting those things that I think may go away that I'm going to miss when they're gone. So that is going to do it for our show for this week. We hope you enjoyed it, and we'll be back with you again next week with another edition of The Diz Unplugged. Thanks for being with us, everyone. Happy New Year, and remember, stay out of the damn lakes. See you next week. Bye.